Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 68. And if you are listening to this on the day that it airs and you live in the U.S., then happy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I'm sorry to hear that. Personally, I celebrate Thanksgiving. I think it's one of the most amazing holidays. I love getting together with everybody. I love, obviously, eating Thanksgiving food. And that's actually going to be a little bit of what we talk about here today. But... In the spirit of giving, which is what Thanksgiving is all about, in the spirit of giving, I'm going to ask you to do something. If I have given you value at any point during this podcast, this particular episode, or any of the previous episodes, if I have given you value in some way, please, please do me one thing. Share it with a like-minded friend. Share the podcast with a like-minded friend if you want to do me two favors, you can also go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. That helps me grow. That helps the podcast grow. That helps me hit more ears and put this content into those ears and hopefully help educate and inspire and motivate others in fitness and to strengthen, obviously, their body and their mind. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about body adaptation, specifically how to fight body adaptation, okay? The body is simple. The body is very, very, very simple, right? It will adapt. Your body will adapt to whatever conditions, whatever environment it is in. There are extreme cases where it can't, obviously. And then there's ob- the obvious things where it can't, it can't adapt to live in like sub-zero temperatures without some sort of shelter, obviously, right? But in general, the body can adapt to so many different environments. It can adapt to so many different things. It can thin its blood. Our, your body can thin its blood to survive in hotter temperatures. And it actually kind of does something similar, uh, the, the opposite, to survive in cold weather. It does cool things like your, your body, you know, it starts shivering. You start shivering. The reason you're shivering is to try and keep your body warm. You know, your body will naturally breathe faster when it's in cold weather to try and and keep things moving faster to keep generating heat and basically to keep generating energy to stay warm. And then over time, your body will adapt to a lot of those things. Uh, Like internal functions begin to slow down in a way where you're not using a ton of energy because you need to use that energy to stay warm. Anyway, your body can adapt to stuff. Okay. That's the point. Now, when it comes to fitness, your body adapts to that as well. Your body adapts to the things that you are introducing it to, the stresses, the physical resistance that you are exposing it to, the endurance that it needs to, uh, well, the cardio that you're exposing it to, in which it needs to develop and adapt to the endurance needed to keep up with that. Um, So when you are in the gym and you're lifting weights and you are going through a similar routine every single week, that in itself is fine. Okay, that in itself is fine, but... What will happen over time, this is guaranteed, what will happen is if you continue to follow the same routine day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, 
your body will only develop the strength it needs and the energy that it needs and the endurance that it needs and the stamina that it needs to get through that. So your body doesn't see a workout as a way to improve. All your body sees when you go to the gym, when you work out, all your body sees is a stressful engagement, a stressful activity. It sees a period of time where your body is being basically stressed. It's being tested. It's being challenged. That's all it sees. It's a stress, a giant stressor. So what your body does is it has developed a technique to handle that. It's basically a defense mechanism. Okay, because when you lift weights, you are damaging your body and to, to an extent. You're strengthening it, but in order to strengthen it, you're damaging it. And that is a form of stress on the body. It's a form of physical stress on the body. So your body sees that as a stress. And your body naturally wants to survive and be able to withstand the blow of that stress. That's all it cares about is surviving. Your body only wants to survive and endure. Just remember that. No matter what you put your body through, all it wants to do and what it will continuously strive to do is to adapt and endure. Adapt and endure. Handle the load, handle the stress, whatever it is, and endure it and move on. That's all your body wants to do. Your body doesn't, it doesn't know that it needs to strengthen itself. It doesn't know that it needs to or wants to or that the person controlling the body wants to look differently or have a different aesthetic or whatever. It doesn't know any of that. All it needs to do, all it wants to do is endure the stress that's imparted on it and move on. So you, in order to get to your fitness goal, whatever it is, you are continuously introducing that stressor over and over and over again. So your body's continuously seeing that stressor introduced to it over and over and over and over and over again. Here's the thing. You know because you've planned this out or you're working with a coach or whatever, just general knowledge or you listen to the podcast or whatever, you know what you need to be doing in the gym in order to, to build and grow and develop. The problem is a lot of people don't know or they think they know, but they end up forgetting or they don't, they're not thoughtful enough about it or whatever. And so they end up in this situation where they are going to the gym or they are in their home gym or they're wherever they are where they train, they are introducing that stressor in the form of a workout and it feels good and they feel accomplished and they feel re like they're rewarding their body by going through that workout, which is great, but then they do it again and then again and then again over and over and over again, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out and for some people year in and year out. Well, what do you think your body is doing if you are going through the same routine over and over and over again? And by the way, the same routine, that doesn't necessarily mean the exact same exercises. Sometimes you can switch up the exercises, but still not really be changing anything. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, like if you were to substitute leg press on this machine versus leg press on this other machine, you know, you think it's different because it's a different, I don't know, one of them is a, one of them is a, let's just say you do, I don't know, let's just say you do laying down angled leg press, like traditional leg press, and you decide to substitute that for hack squats, which is a little bit differently, a little bit different. If you just substitute that one exercise and call it a completely different exercise, but the amount of weight you're doing is about scaled, about the same, that's not enough, okay? That's not enough. And if you've done this, if you've encountered this, then you know it's not enough. Your body will adapt to the level 
that it needs to adapt to and nothing more. Your body will not continue to, to strengthen. It won't continue to build muscle. It won't continue to build, to burn fat if it doesn't have a reason to. If it doesn't have the stressor and all of the elements in place for all those things to happen, it won't just do them. You can't just go through this boring, slow, lazy, non-energetic type of workout that doesn't challenge yourself and expect great results. It does not happen. Going to the gym for an hour, four days a week, that in itself, like that statement is not enough. Okay, what you need to do is do that, but do it with thoughtful intent. I talk about strategy. I talk about goals a lot. Okay, but here in this podcast, I'm going to talk about a little bit higher level, a little bit bigger picture, just some general principles that if you always keep these in mind, if you always keep these in mind, 365 days a year, then you will continue to make progress every single time you step into the gym, every single time you work out, you will make some progress because all you need to make in order to actually achieve your goals, most likely is one small step every single day. That's it. One small step every single day. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be this massive leap. You don't have to reach that goal in 27 days or 43 days. You don't have to do that. You can take one small step. In fact, that's usually the better way to try and go about it. If you try to rush things, if you try to accelerate things, that usually always ends badly. But the people who are successful are the ones who can take one step every day and not stop. Okay? So again, the body adapts. The body will always adapt. And it will always adapt to the level that it needs to in order to endure the stressor that is being imparted upon it. So what are some ways that you can keep your body from adapting? How do you actually fight body adaptation? Well, one, this is the most important. This is progressive overload. If you're in the gym, if you're lifting weights, okay, your resistance training, then you need to understand what progressive overload means. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner. It doesn't matter if you're a novice. It doesn't matter if you're advanced, but you still may not necessarily know what progressive overload means. Progressive overload, it means, a, it's, it's what it sounds like, okay? The name, progressive overload. You are progressively overloading your body. I did an entire episode on this, but I do want to touch on it right here. And before I even dive into that, I'm really just curious, are you actually challenging yourself. Think about your last 10 workouts. Were you actually challenging yourself? And I don't mean like, did you sweat or did it, was it hard? I mean, were you actually challenging yourself for real? Like, did you actually go as hard as you possibly could or almost as hard as you could? Did you actually challenge yourself? Because that question, a lot of people answer yes I was, Gordon, I was challenging myself. But really, at the end of the day, when we dive deep and we unpack the whole thing, it turns out they weren't challenging themselves. They thought they were, right? They wanted to believe that they were. But as we get further down the rabbit hole, we find out that a lot of times people aren't challenging themselves. Okay? They aren't. They think they are, but they're not. So progressive overload specifically is a way to keep yourself challenging yourself. Okay. And you do that. This is more applicable to weightlifting than other things, just because the principles are so clear when you break them down. 
And it looks like this. If you are the type of person to lift weights or do some sort of resistance training and you are operating to a program that has you doing like 12 reps, like three sets of 12 reps, like, you know, that's just an example. It could be anything or five sets of 10 reps and then move on to the next, next exercise and do the same thing. Whatever that next exercise is, do the same set, like the same set count and same rep count, five sets of 10 reps, whatever it is. If you are the person who's going through that, like the motions of that type of program and you're sticking to that set count and you're sticking to that rep count and you're sticking to the weight and you're hitting every rep and you get to every rep every single time, chances are you're not challenging yourself enough. Chances are you're not challenging yourself enough. What you need to be doing on a regular basis and by regular basis, I mean weekly basis. I mean like every every day if possible is challenging yourself enough that you really, really, really have to try to get that last rep, if you can even get it at all. Right? I always like to encourage people to aim for whatever their rep count is and have that last one be almost impossible. Now, yes, there are times when you shouldn't do this. Sure, there's such a thing as a deload week. There are other things like maintenance when you're trying to do active recovery, stuff like that. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the bulk of your time in the gym when you're really trying to make progress, you're really trying to advance, you're really trying to build strength, you're really trying to build muscle, and you have a clear goal, but you keep staying stagnant or complacent, and you're not challenging yourself enough. That's really the people that I'm talking to right now. If that's you, and you know who you are, then this this is what I'm talking about. Progressive overload is something that you need to begin executing on immediately, where you are spending time in the gym with thoughtful intent. And every set is a challenge. Every rep, you know, past the first couple is a challenge. Everything you do, you're actually challenging your body. No, you should not go for a new PR every week. I think that's a bad idea, personally. I think you're going to damage your body. But what you should do is challenge your body. If you set yourself for 10 reps, fine. But that 10th rep should be extremely difficult, almost impossible. And that 11th rep should be impossible. It should be impossible without a spotter or without someone helping or without cheating or something. Okay. If you start applying this to even half of your workouts, you will see amazing results. This is what separates people who are extremely successful in fitness, specifically getting a physique based on weightlifting or maybe they're into bodybuilding and powerlifting. This is the thing that separates those really successful people from those who are not, from those who go to the gym every day, but you can't even really tell that they go to the gym every day. They talk about it, but you can't actually tell. Is that who you want to be or is that or do you actually want to achieve your goals? Like do you have specific goals that you want to achieve and you haven't achieved them yet? but you go to the gym every day or you work out every day or you train every day or you do whatever every day, yet you haven't gotten any closer to your goals. In fact, you feel further away from your goals than you used to. If that is you, then chances are you are not applying uh, progressive overload. And if you are, you're not quite doing it enough or you're not quite doing it correctly. So that is, that is the most important thing to prevent body adaptation. Okay, some other things you can do is you can introduce cycles to your lifestyle. Okay, cycles being a strength cycle, a um, like strength building cycle, a bulking cycle, a cutting cycle, an athletic cycle. 
Now, cycles don't have to be this thing that is so regimented that you are training like an athlete or training like a competing bodybuilder or a competing whatever. It doesn't have to be anything like that. But if you tailor your training to be more goal specific and if you uh, tailor your nutrition to be more goal specific in cycles, you will see a massive, massive difference. So one example of this is the difference between a bulking and a cutting cycle. Now, you've probably heard those terms. You probably know what they mean, at least a little bit. Maybe you've listened to my episode on cycles for beginners that I put out a little while ago. But cycles are so important because they they release a lot of the adaptation that the body has made over time to whatever training program or eating program you've been following. They release a lot of that. They disrupt it. Okay, They stir things up, and they get your body thinking differently, acting differently. So... For a bulking cycle, for example, you would be really, really focused on lifting. doesn't have to be overly heavy, but you would be lifting a lot. You'd be lifting using really, really intensive progressive overload concepts, okay, so that you're getting to that last rep. It's very difficult, very challenging. Maybe you're doing a hypertrophy program where you're you're lifting like a two seconds up, two seconds down every rep if you want to follow the traditional model, and you're really, really, really challenging your muscles to grow. And at the same time, because you're bulking, you're eating an excess of calories, but those calories are coming from clean carbs and, and protein, and you, you're just doing it the right way, okay? You do that for three or four months, and then after that, to change it up, you go into a caloric deficit, a slight caloric deficit, down by 200 or 300 or 400 calories from your maintenance caloric target, and your weight training shifts as a result, okay? Maybe you shift things a little bit. Maybe you shift to more compound lifts exclusively with one accessory day or something like you change it up like that would be the difference between a bulking and cutting cycle and then what you would see is a difference in your physique so you would go from eating in excess calories and spiking your metabolism to eating a deficit eating at a deficit eating a decrease of calories and you would see an immediate like fat loss result and then over the course of three or four months you would trim body fat like crazy okay and Chances are, if you're training appropriately and you're eating relatively appropriately, that cut, that cutting cycle isn't even going to be that detrimental. It's not going to be that difficult to pull off. It's not going to be like agony, okay? But when you change things up, when you do things like that, you keep your body working. You keep your body from entering that adaptive mode where it just adapts and then stays the same because that's what you want to change. You want to adapt and then change, and then adapt, and then change, and then adapt, and then change, over and over and over and over again. And you know, you're the person, if you're the person that's doing this, you know if your body has adapted to what you're putting it through. You know that if your body has adapted to whatever gym routine you're following, whatever nutrition plan you're following, and you know probably if you're the person that needs to change this up right now. So change up your stuff. Change up your routines. The other, way, the other thing you can do is try something completely new. If you are the type of person who spends a lot of time training like a traditional bodybuilder, for example, then why not go and try a CrossFit workout? Go hit up a local CrossFit gym and do one of their wads, a workout of the day. Do something like that. Change things up. It's not that different in terms of like it, you know, CrossFit is still heavy lifting. It's just different, right? It's different, but it's not. And if you're a CrossFitter and you are vehemently dedicated, like passionately dedicated to CrossFit, that's great. Why not go hit a bodybuilding workout? 
Go just go try it. Go try a bodybuilding workout for a week. Go try powerlifting exclusively for a week. Go try an actual sport, like a real, like a team sport or something beyond just weightlifting. Like go try soccer or hockey or basketball or something like that. Something that is going to introduce your uh, to your body something new that it has to adapt to, something that it has to change to adjust to. Because even by doing something like that, you are making everything work just a little bit differently. Okay? A little bit differently. Now, when it comes to nutrition, there are things you can do there too. There are things you can do there too. If you are the type of person that currently eats five or six meals a day, that's fine. That's great. I challenge you to try intermittent fasting. Try intermittent fasting. And if you're already intermittent fasting, change up your intermittent fasting window. Just change it up. If you are already intermittent fasting and your fasting window is 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., that's great. Try 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Shorten the window and move it out in time. Just try it. Try something new. Try something that makes your body adapt a little bit differently. Just a little bit differently. The other things you can do nutritionally is you can try front-loading your day so that you eat the majority of your calories in the front end of the day and then you taper off at night. Or back-loading. So you eat very, very little. This is kind of like intermittent fasting, but you eat very, very little. However, you're still eating. And then you backload, so you're eating more of your calories in the back end of the day. Or even loading, okay, which is even meals and even calorie distribution and even macro distribution throughout the day. These are things that you probably haven't thought of that can change the way your body metabolizes food, change the way your body's energy levels are, change your glycogen levels, everything. Everything changes as a result of this. Your body has to adapt to this. Okay, your body, like everything else, will get complacent if it's not continually being challenged. You know this, but I don't think that most people think about it. Okay, you don't have to do anything crazy, but you do need to do this if you want to make it possible to take that one step forward every single day. We always talk about taking that one step forward, and progress is made by taking that one step forward every single day. Okay, and if you're not taking that for, that's forward step every single day, guess what you're doing? You're taking a step backwards. You're either growing or you're dying. You're never really staying in the middle. There really is no such thing as maintenance. Okay, you're either taking a step forward or you're taking a step backward. And being thoughtful with your decisions and thoughtful with your actions and having the right intent behind each one, that is how you make sure that you are taking that step forward every single day. So I just want to recap the importance one more time of introducing progressive overload and cycling and changing up things in your routine and in your nutrition constantly, like periodically throughout the year, like maybe every couple of months. That is something that is going to keep you from staying stagnant. That is something that's going to keep you from being complacent. And that is the thing that is going to challenge your body to continue to grow, to continue to develop and ultimately help you get to those goals and hang on to those goals. Okay, there again, there is no beating the game here. There is no such thing as as finishing this fitness journey. The journey is forever. And you will need to adapt as your body grows older and as things change, you will need to adapt and change. That's why progressive overload is so important. That's why changing and cycling your nutrition is so important because it keeps your body guessing and it keeps your body growing and developing instead of falling backwards, instead of decaying, instead of going into a place where you really don't want it to go, where it could be damaged or slow down to the point where you need serious help to bring it back. And do this again by cycling, by progressive overload, by constantly changing. So 
That's it, guys. I hope I drove it home. You need to constantly change and challenge your body in order to keep it growing and developing. So if you did get value out of this episode, please share this with a friend in your life, someone who's like-minded who needs to hear these words. And also, if you got value out of this, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. Again, that would mean the world to me. And one more time, if you live in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, But if you do, happy Thanksgiving. I hope yours is amazing. I hope you have fun and a pleasant experience with your family and friends and you get to eat all the right food, just hopefully not too much of it because you got to stay focused, right? But this is a form of progressive overload in its own way, right? Cycling nutrition. So you got to spike it every now and again. Just do it smartly and do it intelligently. But anyways, thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate everything. I love you. Don't forget, train with purpose and I will talk to you in the next episode. See you.